Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. Oh, wait, I'm being told it's not those kinds of adult themes, just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warning for specific episodes can be found in the episode descriptions. listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for ugh, love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. Gilshire, get on your feet for the legendary heroes of Tezrav, Littlehorn, Warmnock, and soon-to-be heroes of your hearts. I think they want to see us compete. Don't worry about what they want to see. I think we can show them what a team looks like. Festa and Ivan, you can hear the chanting as you see Fia and AJ with bow and arrow in hand and just targets on their abdomens. You've seen nothing yet. As we take Hephaestus Tinderson and Ivan of the Forgotten Vale, and we match them against the Heartpiece Romanticore. This seems much more difficult than what the other two had to do. You push the rapier through its chest on the other side and into the stone, and there's a crack. A huge head, a third, a claw, as a Dracohydra pulls itself out of the pit. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first step to solving your problems, at least your dating ones. Welcome to D8, devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty, dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and lovers. What the hell is that thing? Oh god, it's hideous. It looks like it smells awful. It's so, so angry. Oh, that's just a festa. And right behind her, a Dracohydra. <laughs> well, that's my cue to run. But tell me, as we run for our lives, how do you handle conflict? I like to keep my distance. You know, shoot from afar. <laughs> oh, sorry, is that it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, I like to go uh, straight towards it. Um, I think the best way out is through. Um, so I tend to go through them with generally a rapier or, um, you know, a glaive or whatever pointy object I have. Well, I don't, or I do in that I just punch a lot. I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't think you're on my books. Do you need an application form? Ross, I, I hate you. I've never had a Dracohydra. Oh, sorry. Oh, swear to God. Oh, it's just my vision's blurry. Rosalinda, I try to live my life. Say it again, say it again, say it again. Say it again. Rosalinda. Oh, say it again. Miss G. <laughs> Miss G, I try to live my life uh, as conflict free as possible. Mm-hmm. But it is important if conflict is unavoidable to keep a clear head. Most mm-hmm. accidents happen when you panic. So, it, above all, don't panic. Mm-hmm. There's an accident in my pants right now. <laughs> I don't think that was an accident, Ros. <laughs> you caught me red handed. <laughs>
Everybody give me an initiative roll. And we're doing kind of a partner initiative check. So if your partner is conscious, they can also roll initiative. Ivan. Is the Fester up? No. Okay, so you just roll initiative by yourself. 23. Natural 20 for 24. Ooh, okay. I got a 10. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are stuck under a pile of rubble, yeah. so that checks out. Okay, what, I'm, what we're going for is just to kind of where this takes off. Ivan, as you stare down the multi-headed maw of this five-headed dragon that's just pulling itself out of the earth, the screams of people running from the temple as large pillars just collapse. You see soldiers escorting and grabbing and trying to help. Dreyfus has leapt from his seat, followed by a handful of soldiers and Marigold, who is frantically trying to get the king back and out. Dreyfus, from where you can see, is very much gunning to fight. Thea, underground below the temple as the creature was just emerging and you haven't seen it. You've kind of put back and you see that AJ who had your hand a second ago, is now buried under rubble. Can I try dig him out again? Yeah, give me an athletics check. Ten. There's just heaps of rock and sand and dirt. There's smoke filling the room, and as you are pulling at just chunks and and moving it away, where he should be, where he was, you pull and just a chunk of rock falls inwards. AJ's not in there. AJ? AJ? Fia, Fia, help me, please. Fia, oh my god. Fia, oh gods. Gods, Fia, get me out of here. Wherever I am, get me out of here. I'm just going to wriggle towards you. I'll just wriggle towards you. Fia, please, please help me. Give me a wisdom saving throw at disadvantage, AJ. And Fia, give me a perception check. Okay. 28. 14. Everything is dark uh, and everything is heavy, AJ, as you just feel this enormous pressure on you. You are squeezed between uh, a huge slab of a pillar and just sharp, jagged pieces of rock are sticking in you. You can barely wriggle your fingers and toes as you scramble. You have dirt in your eyes, you feel dust in your throat, and as you scratch your cries and screams for Fia to help, you move and you feel the dirt shift, and you feel everything kind of slip for a second, and everything is cold. Oh God, oh God, not again, not again, not here. Fia, Fia, help me, please. Fia, a little deeper, you can hear the muffled cries of AJ kind of calling out to you to help. I just start scrambling to move rubble and rock and anything I can to get closer. Are there any survivors? If you can, if you can hear my voice, call out. Hello, hello, help, please, I need help. My, my friend is buried, please help. Just through this cloud of dust and under the half-collapsed doorway into the dresser room, locker room that you were given as sort of a base. You just see kind of a shadow gliding in, swooping under. Quite a tall figure, and it has to squat quite low to get under. And as they come in and out towards you, your eyes kind of adjusting to what you're seeing. It's a, a man in... His gear is very different to the gear that... AJ was wearing, but you do see uh, the insignia for the, the Galeshire army, but his clothes look a little bit more like something a, a guard might wear on an off day, but carry the badge. He's a Shaderkai elf, about six foot two, soft mauve and grey skin, just sharp white spiky hair, and he has these swirling grey eyes. He steps in uh, and he's like, Mrs. Drum, are, are you injured? 
my friend is buried. I need help. I need help. I need help, please. Okay, you have to be really careful in these situations. We, you could, if you pull the wrong thing, bring all of it down on top of him. Who's buried? AJ. AJ is buried. Do I hear oh. the sexy male voice? <laughs> you can you can make out Thea talking. You can hear another voice. It's a man's voice. It's all in to know. AJ doesn't know when he uses magic, but he immediately casts Mold Earth to get himself out of the trouble. Okay. Moving your body around and the energy just sort of rolling through you, you do start to feel the dirt. It's almost like a little ripple of a wave. And the entire time you're trying to listen to the conversation, you recognize the voice. It sounds different, but there's something in it. And Fia, as you are kind of looking down at it the guy kind of looks at you it's a, it, and he kind of gestures for you to take kind of a, a step back he moves a piece of the earth and it comes away a lot easier but you also see the ground starting to shift it looks a little like quicksand I, I start panicking I'm starting like screaming like AJ AJ breathe Fia I will get Ajalia Steel out if you want to clear the room no very well and he kind of goes back to taking bits of it out and he's going to roll at advantage because of you inadvertently casting mold earth at the same time okay uh that's an unnatural 20 he pulls another chunk and you just see aj's hand kind of wriggle free and you can feel space you can feel air you can feel a little bit lighter but it's an instant panic of okay i'm free and then the reaction Give me a constitution saving throw. 14. Okay. The mold art continues. The magic uh, around you kind of goes and you feel a hand grab and pull yours. And you are pulled out of the ground. And via you see AJ just pulled out of the earth by this Galeshire soldier. Just not thinking, just blindly going. Fia just runs to AJ and just hugs him straight away. Thank you. Thank you for getting made of that. Thank you so much. Is everyone okay? I don't know. I'm glad you're out. I'm glad you're okay. And then realizing she's hugging him, she steps back and turns to the stranger. He's not there. Where's he gone? Who was who was here? Another elf, another Shaderkai elf. He was the one who, who helped. I, I I couldn't do it. He helped. He moved the rocks. Do I, does Shaderkai make me think of anything? I mean, obviously there's not just one in the army. It's that strange thing between the voice and now Fia saying it was a Shaderkai elf, when you go to reach for that memory, it's that thing of, and it's all the commotion and you can hear people screaming for help. You hear a tremendous roar blast through the air and with it, the ceiling overhead actually shakes and more dirt and rock spills violently down around both of you. Give me a deck saving throw. 17. 24. It's the thing where you both hear the shifting of the sand uh, before anything even falls. And the pair of you step and glide and turn and weave around it. The ceiling above you is going to give way as you pull on the memories. We got to move fast. Yeah, just run out the door. And I think running back towards the where Hephaestus and Ivan are in the fighting above, arena. Above the yes. Arena. Okay. Yeah. Fia, as you slip under the doorway and... Again, AJ kind of just a step behind you. You see that the passageway up into the arena, huge parts of it are swallowed and have collapsed. You can still see kind of ways through it, but you just catch a glimpse of that Shaderkai elf in the distance. He's got one of the sample uh, staff 
a kind of underarm and he's leading him up and out a, a kind of an, a side chamber. My eye, I kind of gaze at him briefly and then refocus on running towards Hephaestus and Ivan. It's going to take you about three turns before you get there. Ivan, in front of you, you see the five heads of a dragon, all just kind of coiling up out of the pit, two huge claws just dragging it up, and with it you hear this ferocious charge and orders boomed by Dreyfus that almost cut through the screams, and you see guards just snapping to attention as he utilizes his leadership feat. Guards immediately rush to help everybody and anybody that needs escorting out. They're looking to free people that are trapped. They're trying to keep some sort of sense of crowd control. Your ears are ringing from the explosion. Just out of the corner of your eye, you see Hephaestus lying there. The corpse of the heart piercer Manticore lying dead. But your look is fixed on Hadana, who at the other side of the temple is now running towards you. And behind her, you see that second figure, the woman that she was speaking to. Hadana just reaches out her hand to you. I, I reach back. I reach my hand out to her. The woman behind her takes Hadana's other hand and both of them just vanish in front of you. And there is a roar from the five heads that just explodes outwards as three quarters of this monster has emerged from the pit below and you just see huge chunks collapsing inwards. You hear a voice, you, you can hear Dreyfus, you saw Hadana, but you just hear a voice. Nate, for the love of... Uh, boners! And you turn and you see Ike with a small group of the disciples of Accolade. They all glow for a second as they, each of them casts mass healing word, led by Ike. 36 people recover 32 HP, Hephaestus included. That is thanks to the audience poll on the Discord when we decided, we asked the audience... Who would the crowd rally behind? And they decided to rally behind Hephaestus. Prob- probably knowing what was going to happen. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> you, We rolled an, a, a group initiative to determine what was going first. So now we're going to roll a combat initiative for those present at this point. Uh, 17. Oh, 17. perfect. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Two. Marigold got a natural 20. Dreyfus got a 19. Guards that are helping, guards that are going to attack, got a 10. Hephaestus, so just as you just feel that that surge of healing magic kind of take hold and you, your eyes blink open, you can just hear, Hephaestus, get up! Get up! Just kind of shouted at you from somewhere. There's this roaring echo and your eyes kind of shift and you see two of these sort of burnt jade green heads with burning yellow eyes, two smoked ash, one with a, just a very, very deep scar across its left eye, both with kind of these sort of swirling black masses for eyeballs, and in the middle of them, a, a red and bluish sort of scaled dragon. 
each with spindles of horns like crowns and some with kind of a heavier jaw set, others with sort of a fin going back over their heads. As Dreyfus charges at the Dracohydra with this, he's wielding this just this huge warhammer uh, in both hands. There's a shield strapped to his back that was hidden, uh, but he's come charging in with the warhammer in both hands. Marigold is right behind him, like frantically kind of just grabbing at him, trying to pull him back. And there are soldiers trying to catch up to the pair of them. From where you are lying, Hephaestus, and Ivan, what you can see, they are behind this, this creature. And its tail comes up out of the ground. And you just see all five heads rear back. And they kind of all turn in, almost as if to face each other at an angle. And the air starts to vibrate. And it starts to get very hot and very cold, and you feel the hairs uh, on your arms, the back of your neck, all starting to stand, as if the very space that you're in is beginning to fizz with energy and electricity. And there is a small ball of light beginning to uh, coalesce in front of the five heads uh, as their mouths just open further. Marigold, on seeing this, skids to a stop. She holds out her right hand, and from nowhere, just this long bindling staff of black wood emerges from the ether and she's whispering something she's saying something the whole space around the the, the, the arena floor it's as if the air has gotten thicker Marigold has cast a wall of force 120 feet in front of her right in front of the, the Dracohydra it is Dreyfus's turn he's gonna Smack that tail with his warhammer. Nat twenty for Dreyfus, <gasps> oh. uh, who's pumped. Uh, so that, <laughs> finally, an immediate ten damage. Plus seven, plus five is twenty-two bludgeoning damage. He runs in, just sort of letting the warhammer slip from his grip till he grabs just the base of it, swings it up over his head and then throws his whole body forward as he brings the flat of the hammer right down on the Dracohydra's tail. There is a crunching and splat as he actually bursts part of the tail, just a chunk of it. Two of the heads rear back in pain uh, as, uh, yeah, he's done significant damage there. Hammer in hand, down on the tail, uh, you, you all just hear, <laughs> oh, and he goes to swing again as he uses action surge, losing himself in the the fun that he's having. That is <laughs> not going to hit this time, though. Again, in that same momentum of down, back, Waka Dracohydra, he goes down for the tail again. One of the heads kind of snaps back, uh, and when it does, the, one of its back legs just sort of pushes it's the rest of it up out of the pit uh, and the tail kind of swipes and his hammer hits the flat sandstone of the arena it is ivan's turn so the five heads are sort of doing like a charging thing now they're like all facing towards each other is that right they were but two had kind of like looked back uh, but there is this energy uh, manifesting and you can see you can still see that they're concentrating on this whatever they're doing that works out quite well for me I hope. So on the three that are doing that thing, I want to cast command at level three and tell them to halt. <laughs> so it'd be a wisdom, a wisdom 15 save. 
you shout halt at the three heads fixated on this ball of light and energy that they're just sort of crackling around them. As the magic is conjured and just powered through the word, the magic hits and just sort of dissipates past them. It's They don't register you at all at all. In that case, then, I will use my bonus action to cast Warding Bond at second level on Hephaestus. So she gets a plus one to AC, saving throws, and is, uh, has resistance to all damage. Seeing the magic just sort of wash over the three heads, and they, they you see the like one of the eyes kind of flits and looks at you, but they don't register what you've said. You can kind of hear Hephaestus coughing and wheezing. Uh, looking back, you see that she's getting up, uh, Ivan, and with that, you send, you redirect your magic towards her as you cast Warding Bond. The Dracohydra. Ivan and Festa, give me dex saving throws. 14. Natural one plus one, two. It's still a nat one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It's, you're scrambling to your feet, Festa, as Ivan, you see the other two heads just snap back, those two jade green heads. There's a s- moment of silence, and then there's just this blast of snow and sleet straight from that ball as all five of the heads release prismatic breath. You throw yourself out of the way, Hephaestus. You scramble and fall. And then as the breath just shoots straight forward, it hits Marigold's spell. And the entire breath is just dissipated across this invisible barrier. And you just see this sheet of ice where the breath catches and holds as the spell just wafts out some people on the fray are kind of caught at the tail end of the breath and you see people scream as like a hand turns black blue from frostbite chunks of seats are coated in ice and even the floor the ground beneath its feet just have the has these small shards of ice just sort of erupt and stick in place as its breath is just trapped by the wall of force from where you are ivan as you kind of moved went to move out of the way you've advantage now where you can see some of the soldiers you can see marigold and you see dreyfus swinging that warhammer there is a rather pleased look on marigold's face as she watches the creature's prismatic breath to just do nothing or at least do minimal the guards on dreyfus's order and there there is a use lot get them out a handful of guards just run at ike who is swinging her version of the copper rabbit and is just smashing up some of the ice that's on the seats somewhere in the distance jess is like frantically calling out for his sister and a guard comes at her Uh, she goes to attack the guard he grabs her by the scruff of the neck and she's now swinging and flailing cursing and casting magic left right and center the the guards that had come down with marigold and dreyfus now kind of take the flank of the king and are trying to draw uh, on the attention of the the drakkar they're trying to pull some of the heads away and they take a few swings and stabs they're quite competent guards apparently but their damage is not so great with spears and swords lunge and swipe uh, at the hydra's back legs at its tail where king dreyfus has wounded it as well when they do, one of the heads just kind of snaps back. It's that sort of instant reaction of, what's that? It turns back. And a guard in panic just sort of turns and freezes. 
the spear sticks the creature right in the eye and it lunges forward and his spear goes deeper the creature flails back and you just see the head rear backwards in agony it flops dead on the ground as one of the jade heads just turns almost to stone it is Hephaestus go she drags herself up off the ground again just sort of grumbling and tired and angry and fucking over it and she just turns back and she looks at this thing and just heavy sigh rolls her eyes and casts Tasha's mind whip so it needs to make an intelligence check that is a seven 16 damage it cannot take a uh, reaction until its next turn comes around and on its next turn it has to choose whether it moves takes an action or a bonus action it can only do one and can you roll your yes on, on your table like yeah uh no it's a 10 so okay that's fine so nothing you kind of getting up you hear ike shouting at you you see the soldiers you watch one of the, the heads die on the ground and it's just when is there ever going to be a break and as all of that energy and all that frustration gathers you feel it like a spike uh, in your mind and you focus on the red and blue head of this Dracohydra. <laughs> And it's just, God damn it. And it just, psychic energy just whips out of you. And you see the creature actually recoil. And at the same moment, you feel a stirring within you as the emotions go to overwhelm and you steady yourself. Any bonus actions? Is a potion, healing potion, is that an action for you? So the potion, drinking the potion on a bonus action, you roll the dice as Mm. per the potion and you take what that gives you if you use the potion as an action you get the full benefits of it uh yeah look i'll take it as a bonus okay seven i got seven off it and you you got your 44 plus four oh sorry not the plus four so what is that seven eleven okay you you knock it back uh chug and smash yeah and it is that thing of like you swig it and it's smashed on the ground it is marigold's turn she the entire time has that staff out and you just hear her whatever we do we can't kill this thing it's going to be a pure nightmare dreyfus just you just laughs it off we'll deal with it afterwards mary as she just winces and she is going to attempt to cast hold monster which means she's going to drop her concentration on wall of force to do this wall's the only thing keeping me alive (laughs) so it's a wisdom saving throw uh dc 16 with a plus one to the dracohydra's modifier that is a 10 plus one 11 marigold in her right hand as she conjures that staff and like i said it's that spin it's, it's like the branch from a tree that fell into a bog you just feel magic radiating from it she just moves it from extended completely to our right in front of her there are wisps of that cold air just drawn to the tip uh, of the staff that air that those cold wisps of wind just rush out like chains and bindings and you see them wrap themselves around the heads of the dracohydra and around its legs and it is paralyzed as the magic just explodes around it the dracohydra is paralyzed at the end of each of its turns it can make a wisdom saving throw attack rolls against it have advantage and any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet 
kind of not really reading into what Marigold was attempting to do by casting hold monster <laughs> Dreyfus is going to Smash have at it. Yeah. Uh, it's an 18. That is definitely going to hit 9 plus 5, 14 damage. Ooh, plus 10. Plus 10 for a crit. 24. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing one of the heads dead on the ground, Dreyfus takes the opportunity to run up it. Seeing the creature not able to move, he's like, oh yeah, it can't bite me now. Uh, he had already decided to run up its neck uh, before he realized, oh yeah, these things bite. Oh wait, it can't move. Ha <laughs> ha. And he smashes the Warhammer into the red and blue dragon's head. The dragon rears back. You can see it kind of wince in pain despite the paralysis. Ivan. So it's taking the opportunity that is there. I'm going to start by casting Thunderous Smite and then I'm going to make two attacks on the Hydra. That is 23 and then the other one is 27. Seven and seven, so that's 14 on the first yeah. attack and it is um, a crit and then it's a crit so is another 20 yeah on that first hit and then it also needs to roll strength or be knocked prone it has disadvantage oh that's a nat 20 on the first one or eight so eight it's knocked prone so i've done 34 on that first attack, yes and yeah. then the next one is 14 another 14 so that's 48 damage seeing dreyfus kind of take charge and just leap at it well I'm like a quarter his age. I can do this. Well, no, he's one hundredth of one thousandth of my age, really, when you think about them. It's that weird thought in your head as you are already running at the Dracohydra. Uh, you just kind of hear, come on, laddie. Uh, you run in and you charge at one of the grey ash heads. You just jam the rapier right at it. It catches it right into the jaw. You break one of the horns straight through as there's just this crack of thunder that bounces off the walls and up into the air. And with that, it just starts to bucket. The sky opens and sleet and rain and snow all just plummet straight down on top of the sample. As your blade slices straight through, the head rears back and all sense of the colour just becomes this sort of stonewash thing as it rears back and it falls. Another one of the heads has been destroyed. It is the Draco Hydra's turn. It's going to have to make a wisdom save on the hold and it doesn't. So it's now prone, paralysed. Two of the heads have been killed and you see it sort of struggle against Marigold's magic and she's holding that, that staff now in both hands in front of her. And for a second, Ivan, there is this sense of, I did it. You, you watch as like Dreyfus is like, whoa, 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 and he's trying to, and he's still on top of that blue and red head as he's kind of like holding himself and he kind of crouches down, he grabs onto like a chunk of horn that he broke off and he's holding onto that edge. It falls to the ground and when it does, the two heads that had just completely been obliterated burst open and two more heads emerge two sort of soft snow white heads thinner and smaller than the other three remaining from the green head two sort of vibrant swamp green younger heads also emerge as four more head four heads have regrown on the hydra it's the guards they're going to actually roll to see if they are terrified. They are. They are incredibly terrified. But watching their king straddle 
the middle head. Uh, and is it just like a rodeo? Is it just like, yeah, he's a full on, like, yeah, it is. It, 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 yeah, it's kind of like a good game of buckaroo for King Dreyfus right now. <laughs> They're going to still hold firm and attack, but it's going to be at disadvantage. Okay, that is an 18 or a 23. Yeah, they're sticking it out. They continue to slash and stab at the Dracohydra. They've kind of formed a protective wall around Marigold. And you just see one of them kind of like triumphantly jab upwards at the tail and it catches. And then immediately he is flattened as one of those automatons that looks, that's meant to look like Talik, stumbles out of the rubble and in a heap collapses. And all around the temple, you see the automatons of Galeshire's legendary heroes rise out of the ground. The lights blink and flash from white to red as they draw weapons and converge towards the middle of the temple arena. It is your action, Hephaestus. And then these things are going to go. Yeah, so she, she just kind of looks around at these things and she's like, I swear they better be here to help. <laughs> and she goes in at it closer. She's going to cast Scorching Ray to start. So advantage on the hit. 19 to hit. That's 15 damage. Okay. And then she's going to spend two sorcery points to also cast Witch Bolt at a level four. Oh no. What? Okay, um, so I got a 22 to hit with the Witch Bolt. Mm-hmm. And that's a concentration, so that holds and I can keep doing it. I feel like there's a butt coming. There is. Hang on. That is the five damage. And then I got a 20 on my table. Okay. So, so I need to roll a d10 for that one. Yeah. A one. Okay, yeah, this is pretty nifty. Okay. Um, You focus uh, Festa just this absolute radiant beam of energy just from the palm of your hand erupts two more to sort of split from it all three concentrate on the the Dracohydra and you catch it in its underbelly like you actually just sear right through its underbelly and at that same time it's that thing of this thing has to go down there's more things coming they're here to help right no can't concentrate the heat around you sort of the air crackling you draw on more energy as you focus on witch bolt and it is this thing of i can do this i know i can do this there is a soaring confidence in you as your unbridled heart uh, and swirling emotions coalesce the witch bolt forms in front of you and just concentrating on that magic lightning just shoots straight from it and strikes the Dracohydra. You pull your hands apart and a second witch bolt forms. You now have two concentrated on it. So your damage went from 55 to 95. Wow. Fuck yeah. Dreyfus is looking a bit like, again, his hair is poofed out. His beard is poofed out. <laughs> he's a little jittery uh, from the jolts that he's also getting from being on top of it. Marigold watches as the Talic automaton just brings an arm straight down on top of a guard. She panics and stumbles back. She's going to roll for concentration. She's going to hold her paralysis, but she screams, Dreyfus... The automatons, 
and Dreyfus looks around the arena, you see that the clockwork steam idols, monuments, statues of Mary, Glenn, Yarn, and Tarek are on the attack. Hearing Marigold scream that they've turned, Dreyfus looks as Glenn and Yarn from opposite ends of the arena charge towards Hephaestus and Ivan. He shouts to watch out. Mary at the other end is just sort of moving quite slowly inwards. And at that moment, AJ and Fia, you round the neck of the climb up to the Semple Arena. Give me initiative rolls. Seven. Also seven. Aww. Aww. <laughs> We're holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the higher dex modifier? Eighteen. Nineteen. So it'll be Fia first, and then AJ. Uh, it is King Dreyfus watching the the creature jolt, and two more of its heads have just collapsed. No, wait, sorry, we said ninety-five. Three heads. Two of the younger ones and the second grey ash head have all collapsed. There's a a glint in his eye and he reaches for the shield up over his shoulder, takes the hammer in one hand and then you just see him throws the shield up into the air and it hovers. So fucking cool. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) Uh, He brings the hammer down. So 26 hits for 19 damage. He literally swings up and when he moves you watch as the shield just kind of he spins the shield moves with him he spins a little bit quicker the shield doesn't react in time and he brings the hammer right down on top of the shield and he wedges it into the neck of the red and blue head of the Dracohydra. there is a wheeze of a breath as the Dracohydra takes its last breath and the entire creature's body turns to stone. <laughs> Mary gets wedged again, and he's trying to pull it out. Uh, Ivan, you see two automatons bearing down on you. They're just these glowing red eyes. In that case, I shall start by casting Divine Favor, which will give me an extra D4 to my attacks. And I'll just attack the nearest one to me with two attacks. So 15 and 27. Both hit. So that's 14 on the first attack, 11 on the second on the second attack. And that's just normal damage. It's just normal slashing. Uh, six of it was radiant, and then the rest was piercing. You're not sure if it's Glenn or Yarn. You weren't paying attention to AJ's lectures. There's some difference between the two, but these are just two stupid ro- clockwork robots. It's Glenn Yarn, one of the twins, you think. Uh, some of that information stuck. It has just a... A sword and shield in either hand. Uh, You lean and lunge with your rapier. The blade slices and there's a scratching and sparks. You only feel the radiant magic just get pulled and there's a jank uh, as the mechanizations inside it reacts to the magic. As far as the weapon is concerned, it almost bounces off of its metallic form. Uh, The guards are going to try and take on the form of Tarek with their swords and spears it's the same thing the handful of guards that have kind of are trying to protect Marigold are sort of surrounding the automaton and they lunge and stab and swipe and their weapons just glance off of it and there's the sound of metal against metal and a flash of sparks the the automaton doesn't seem to flinch or be damaged in any way at all it is fear as you and AJ emerge out onto it, you see 
the monstrous form of a nine-headed dragon lying dead on the ground. These constructs bearing down on the guards of the king, Marigold and Hephaesta and Ivan. And as you emerge out onto it and you see that uh, Ivan takes on Glenn, because uh, you can clearly tell the difference because AJ described it in such amazing detail. Mm. You see Mari turn with a sword in hand to face you and the upper half of her body turns first and there is a spit and hiss of gears and pistons as her, it turns to face both you and AJ. What's the distance from me to... About 15 feet. Ivan. Oh, uh, about 90 feet. Bonus action, manifest my echo. Okay. As a special, I can unleash incarnation, which will give me two attacks. Uh, and yeah. because that automaton is now f- within five feet of Ivan, I'm getting sneak attack bonus on both of these attacks. They're both they're both 28 to hit. Okay. With 23 damage off of Fia, 21 damage off the echo. And what damage is it? Uh, piercing. As you draw an arrow, the echo does the exact same thing at the exact same time. It's in sync with your movements. And AJ, you watch Fia and the echo of Fia both draw bow uh, and arrow and fire at the same time. They crack into the back uh, of Glenn's metallic head, but there's no indication that you've done any real damage. Um, these are ro- ro- robots. Yeah. Robots. robots. Yeah, robots. that's that's what we call them now in romancing the dungeon. Yeah. They're called robots. Yeah, robot. Robots. Robots. Robots and robots. Yeah. I, I kind of want to just make an active perception check around for like, were these run out of like a table or like, how are these, how do these work? Give me a perception check. Perception uh, check for an off switch. <laughs> yeah. 18. Uh, AJ, it is that thing of looking at the automaton in front of you and you're kind of you're trying to scan it and you're you're trying to keep an eye on fia and fia's echo god there's two of them oh wow uh yeah that's cool still that, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you watched as its upper half turned first you do see that under the chest cavity there is quite a concentration of what look like tubes whatever energy source whatever is kind of pulling through, seems to be kind of carried or funneled or pumped through these automatons through this and they don't look like they're made of metal Ooh, okay i don't know if that was my action so i can uh, well be long. you can i can action surge you can action surge yeah. because i would because you're you're yeah. it's not a thing of what do i see it's that thing no, of you're actually yeah. studying it yeah. like yeah yeah i'll action surge that's okay. the best way to do it and i'll attack at that point yeah you know what i've never done this before i can bonus action true sight um, which lets me see into the ethereal plane and other things the true sight does. I'm going to do it anyway, so it's, I'm going to use that charge. <laughs> going to find out. Yeah. Like me casting command. Oh, great. Um, does a 19 and a 17 hit? So the 17, because you're aiming specifically for mm-hmm. this part of it, 17 won't hit, Okay, but the 19 does. You knock the first and the magic rushes through you and it's an intense wave you don't know the last time you've done this you can't it's that thing of every time it happens it's is this the first time it's happened it's because you see everything for the first time and there is an overwhelming energy uh, as you see everything for what it really is and immediately to your left there is just this raging aura of hatred and darkness emanating from fear at the opposite end 
uh, a little further on. It's hard to see because it's at the extent of the range. There's something else there at the other end of the sample. It's it's almost like what you're holding and what's at the end are one and the same. As if they know each other, as if the bow in your hand knows the thing at the end of the opposite end of the sample. There is somebody on the ethereal plane and their eyes lock on you as you fire the first and there is just this jolt of panic as they see into you. The first arrow bounces off of the metallic armor of Mari. The second you concentrate on and you look away from that figure, that person, that shadow, and the arrow punctures straight into the cords, the tubes, whatever it is, and where they rip and cut, you blink and you see the automaton and then your eyes adjust again and you see it for what there is. Inside, wedged, there is a small ball that is spinning and there are glyphs and runes on it that twist and turn. It is the inner mechanization. It is the core of these automatons wedged deep within this. The arrow glances off of it and there is a crack of light. And that light is growing. As the arrow spindles against this gyroscopic force, it will unleash grasping arrows as thorns sort of from the inside out, spread out, uh, adding... What was the damage damage on the 19? 11. Okay. And with grasping... 9 poison damage. Out of the arrow grow these thorns, and you you see them sort of snarl and stick uh, and stab further into the rubber tubing. This orb, this ball, and the gears in it don't seem to react to the poison. Your true sight lasts... Duration is one hour, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah, that figure sees you and knows you. It runs. The figure The figure starts. You you watch as it uh, it is running towards the other end of the sample. It's running away from you. It is the guards, and they are going to keep doing what they are doing. They're trying to keep the automatons at bay. Their weapons, again, bang and clang against the armor of Tarek, the automaton, but they don't manage to even make a dint into it. Hephaestus. Um, so there's one rushing at me. Glenn is currently occupied with right. Ivan, so yes. Um, and the one coming at me, how far away is it? Uh, it is 30 feet. Perfect, okay. So she kind of just shouts back at Marigold and she's like, why are they attacking us? What did we do? And at the same time, cast Witch Bolt again. 16 to hit. 16 hits. Okay, 12 damage. Uh, yeah, if I said you bark at Marigold, acquire these things attacking us now, and you just hear, yes, because I have all the answers all the time. And just kind of like gritting and snapping, you fixate on Glenn or Yarn. You weren't paying attention to what AJ was this saying. This asshole. This asshole that looks, it's weird. It's like a robot. It's gross. It's a robot. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they're freaky. Pulling on that crackling energy from within, you throw it out uh, as an arc of electricity just zaps the yarn automaton uh, right into the chest and you do see it sort of like clank and clank uh, and sort of like react to the energy coursing through it but it continues moving towards you bonus action no okay and then it is our automatons fia and aj no uh, 12 to hit fia no 
And a nat 20 to hit AJ. Uh, let me check. Uh, yes. Okay. That's 19 slashing damage in total. Intercept. Minus 14 off that damage. Uh-huh. Okay, so five slashing damage. AJ, you watch as the Mari automaton that you sunk uh, an arrow into raises its hand up very sort of slowly and you can see whatever fluid is inside those tubes is leaking out. You can see the faint glow of light getting brighter within. It slices and as it connects, Fia, you immediately just lunge with the bow and it glances off as you sort of redirect the attack it sinks and cuts but it doesn't kill you and you feel the pain coursing into you ivan a nat 20 so eight what, what? plus one is nine <laughs> 12 mean. slashing damage mary takes three slashing damage from moving while there's thorns inside of them. okay just and it's not a lot but it might make a difference and hefesta that is 20 to hit but unnatural yeah 11 okay so you okay. take is it rounded down no i round up okay so you take six and i take six okay can i react yeah with hellish rebuke yes now that doesn't affect my witch bolt does it because it says the spell ends if i use my action to do anything else it's not an action it's a reaction i'm gonna rule hellish rebuke reaction not your action so witch bolt can stay up so roll for hellish rebuke uh, I don't get like a save on that, do I? I always ask this every time you do it to me. No, it's just it just happens. Uh, so sorry about it because <laughs> that Fuck is you. twenty-one damage. <laughs> Fine. Twenty-one fire damage if it makes a difference. And you were attacking yarn. Whoever's attacking me. Okay. I just need to quickly scramble. Um, pay no attention behind the curtain. So. It was on you when you did this, right? Because I had attacked you and yeah. then you had us rebuked against it. So yeah. it was on top of you. Give me a dex saving throw. Oh. You get a plus one. I have disadvantage. What's giving you disadvantage? Armor. So what did you get your, on your dex save? Four. Take nine fire damage. So I take half. So five. And then he takes... Five. <laughs> no, I take half as a fire ganassi. Do I take half the five then because of his spell? Three. So you take three. (laughs) (laughs) Sam was not even paying attention. He's like, why am I getting hurt? Yeah, Hephaestus, as the yarn automaton, as it brings its longsword down on you for a strike, and when it does, you see its whole body turn on this axle. It seems to be coming back round to attack a second time. Your whole body just erupts in flame. They quench as you cast hellish rebuke and the yarn automaton is engulfed in fire and it is that sort of sound as it explodes (laughs) shrapnel chunks of metal flames burning oil are all sent flying outwards some of it catches and burns and there is that sort of sting of the initial sort of response and then your body kind of reacts with the natural resistances to fire wasted another fucking witch bolt (laughs) (laughs) i mean you you, you defeated it i'm down to level one spells only we're all well i'm fucked (laughs) everyone else is probably fine but i mean you defeated it i guess uh i mean it's still alive if you wanted to be uh no i just wanted to use the concentration part of the uh, witch bolt like uh, once (laughs) okay let's stop being good at it (laughs) 
Marigold watching the automaton explode. They shouldn't be doing that. Uh, and she looks at the, the guards and the fact that they've kind of surrounded the, the Talic automaton and her eyes lock on Dreyfus, who's eagerly eyeing up the Glen automaton. She runs at him, staff up into the air and just sort of swings at the air and space and time opens as she casts Dimension Door and she bundles into Dreyfus and she just shouts, save the city and pulls him into the Dimension Door. And the shield falls with a clang as both Marigold, Wolver III and King Dreyfus vanish from the battlefield. It is Ivan's action and you are uh, locked in combat with... Glen or yarn. So I'm gonna just attack and do an extra attack if I can. So oh, I rolled two seventeen, so that's two twenty-five, so they both hit, correct? Yeah. So altogether that is seventeen radiant damage and the piercing damage is seventeen, yeah. Again, it's the same as before, Ivan, as you with the rapier stab, lunge, and almost swipe. The magic is pulled in, and you see the uh, automaton sort of react and convulse, and the gears even shift and stick uh, as it swings and turns. As the metal of your blade bounces off of the metallic armor, there are scratches, but they don't even seem to have, they haven't cut, but the magic is being uh, absorbed, and it's it seems to be jolting the automaton. Its movements are a little bit more stuttered than when it first lunged at you. Then it is the guards who are still trying to keep the Tarek automaton going. And uh, on a 17, they'll hit. Between them, 14 slashing and piercing damage. As much as they are scrapping, uh, scraping and scratching at it, the, the automaton doesn't look like it has been, it's, it's even phased. It's not registering these attacks as any sort of severe damage. It is Fia. Seeing that my arrows didn't do any damage, what I'm going to do is that with this other automaton that's kind of near us, is it, is it in... Melee range. Melee range. Of it, yeah. Bonus action, I'm going to disengage go behind AJ and then I'm going to give him the help action by helping him steady his shot so whatever arm he's using to hold out his bow I'm going to help steady his arm to help aim his shot cute it's that thing of you're watching its movements and this thing is it's reacting violently to whatever AJ has done you just sort of slip away and its eye its head kind of half turns it doesn't it's not doesn't seem to register that you were there a second ago uh, as you step behind AJ and just kind of taking a breath, uh, place a hand on his shoulder and a hand on his chest. And it is that thing of your matching breath to steady him. So you have the help action from Fia. And it is your turn, AJ. Feeling this roiling creature of darkness whip around me <laughs> and place uh, their hands on me. I do want to take a moment to look at the thing that ran away to have like, just mentally be like, see if I recognize it later. Uh, and then with a free action speaking, shout to the guards and say, aim for the abdomen. Somewhere in the chest, there's a core to give them a kind of... Give me a... Purely because the thing is running and it is in the ethereal plane, give me a perception check to see what if you notice anything about it. Ooh, eight. You can shout free action, but if you want to catch a glimpse or do anything to this, an eight is not enough to gain lane, to glean any information about it. It's just a blur of the wall the sand the smoke uh, the space around it it's it's obfuscated from you 
you can take your action as normal or you can continue to try and focus on this thing but it is moving away i care more about my friends than the mystery so i'm so sorry everyone else is as curious as me mm -hmm. but i'm going to attack the thing in front of me uh, with two attacks uh, that is 25 and 24 for 18 points of damage <sighs> trying to tell the guards what to do try and put out that feeling you felt about fia and that that darkness around her the figure moving through the ethereal plane that you can't quite get a read on your attention diverts back to the core and that orb and you take aim and you fire and even here at this range it's a quite a hefty shot as the arrow again hits that glowing orb the runes and glyphs on it the crack widens uh, and the light gets brighter whatever this core is it contains uh, a lot of power. Hephaestus. Just so you know, uh, bonus action with fear around me gives me the strength to second wind, and I heal myself a little bit. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to fire bolt at the one fighting Ivan, because he's on his own over there. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. And that is 8 damage. It's kind of just standing in the wreckage of the clockwork corpse of Glen and or Yarn, you turn and just hand down to your side some of the flame from the burning oil drawn upwards to your hand and it coils and you it just shoots and it smashes into the back of the automaton that is engaged with Ivan uh, and the magic is pulled in and you can see that the heat from the fire has even kind of melted some of the metal. That seemed to do uh, a deal of damage. Automatons. Glenn is going to go for you, Ivan. And that's a 19 to hit. Yeah. And a nat 20 to hit. Okie dokie. So that's <laughs> 25 slashing damage. Ooh. Yeah, go. It lunges with the blade in its hand and it slices across your shoulder. You go to move out of the way it anticipates somehow and the blade comes right down across your chest a 12 to hit aj does not hit and a 14 to hit aj does not hit okay and the guards a 13 is not going to hit but a 24 is going to hit this poor guy Tarek automaton kind of wails down on them one kind of brings his sword just up in time to meet it and not quite deflect but sort of just bear the brunt and protect himself as he steps back, the blade from the clockwork uh, creature just sort of swings forward again, trying to replicate the same move. A guy with a spear uh, is holding his up defense. It cuts through the spear and catches him right under the, the chin, slicing into his neck and up along his face. He stumbles back with a rather deep cut and a lot of blood. Ivan. I'm just going to do the same as I did last term. Term? Turn. Uh, and do two attacks. And that is a unnatural 20 and a 26. I'm going to do my Divine Smite again with Divine Favor. 23 piercing. 24. 24 radiant damage. Okay. Give me a dex saving throw. That's a 7. Take 8 fire damage. As you plunge the rapier into the chest of the automaton, there is a great grinding sound as you just carve metal. You don't see it flinch until... The magic just courses from you into your weapon. And that 
pulses through him and there is there is just a kind of a blink of light that you see inside it blinks it dissipates and then there is a boom chunks of the clan automaton explode outwards uh you are caught with fire another one bites the dust <sighs> my poor automaton it's b-y-t-e because oh. a rowboat you are getting inspiration for that oh. <laughs> okay, you're not getting inspiration for that. <laughs> I was involved. <laughs> so you helped him get inspiration. You're his fear. Can I end Warding Bond? Because, <laughs> like, fuck that. Yeah, you can, stop, you can stop the spell. Oh, no, it's an action to dismiss it, so I actually can. How far away from you is she? How many feet? Ooh, that's a good one. Probably about 50 feet. I move 15 feet away. <laughs> I just run in the opposite direction be, for a minute and then turn around and come back. I need to be, I need to be 60 feet away from her just for the spell then. So I'm just going to like, you know, now that my like health is low, I've only got one spell slot left. I'm going to take a look at her. She's fine. And then I'm just going to like gauge it. Mm, that looks about 50 feet. And then I'm going to walk. 11 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> are you moving in the direction of the guards and their automaton, or are you moving How close to them? Am I? <laughs> You're closer to them than you are Hephaestus. Yeah, I'll move towards them. Okay. <laughs> you move in the direction, kind of going, oh, thank God, uh, as the magic, the connection between you and Hephaestus drops, that sort of, that bond uh, mm-hmm. that you magically conjured between you two, and Hephaestus, you feel just that energy, just, it was there, and now it's gone. The guards are not doing so good with the 13. <laughs> they kind of turn to help Robert, the guy who got slashed uh, last time, taking sort of a defensive stance. They're holding uh, their weapons up against the automaton and seeing you, I've been moving towards them. They're like, oh, oh God, one of the healers, one of the heroes is coming. Yes, this is why these people are heroes. He's clearly doing this to help us and not for any other like reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move a bit back from the automaton that AJ is aiming at and here and he's saying go for the abdomen I'm going to try to shoot for the abdomen of okay. the automaton my echo is still no if I move too far away my echo's going to dissipate so my echo's gone okay. 27 to hit that will definitely hit for 9 damage is AJ still within 5 feet yes yeah, yeah. Okay. 19 damage total okay uh, AJ give me a deck saving throw oh that's not bad uh, 23 okay you take 4 fire damage yeah, you take four kind of large steps back uh, from AJ. Bow again in hand, you watch as your echo dissipates and you concentrate on where you saw AJ's arrows hit and connect and you loose another arrow. There is a moment where you hear just a metal almost hitting off of something stone or ceramic. It's like quite a ding. And then there's just silence and then a searing high-pitched sound flash of light and then there's an explosion as you watch as the Mari clockwork creature just explodes and AJ's arms go up in defense uh, as the tips and any exposed skin are seared by flames. Oh no, my fingerprints. How far away is the last automaton from me? Over 120 feet away. I'm going to use my bonus action to dash in that direction. Okay. As the Mari robot explodes, you see AJ still standing. He's fine. And you are running through fire and metal as it just explodes around you. Uh, and you are dashing straight towards the other end of the Semple Arena. You see Ivan also moving slowly away from <laughs> Hephaestus towards the automaton. There's only one left. AJ. 
I'm going to take some shots on the one that is left. I assume you're aiming for... A core. That's going to be at disadvantage. I will use Tides of Chaos to give myself advantage on the roll, leaving it uh, on one of them, anyway. Uh, 13 <laughs> on the regular one. Okay. And I'm disadvantaged 19. So on the regular one, a 13 won't hit, but even with disadvantage, the 19 is going to hit the core. This is a little bit of D&D fuckery. I'd like to do Banishing Arrow, but on the core, if possible. It needs to make a charisma saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking if it just whoops like, out of existence, the thing might fall, and then when it pops back into existence, it's nothing to... That's my... Everyone can shoot it. Yeah, it's just a thing. I want to control all the hmm. end task on the, on the core. <laughs> four squid, four squid! <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you, but you have to roll on the wild magic surge. Yes! Ooh. I'd love to. Even better. And I'm not allowed to use command on a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> dragon, it's a bit common. But you know what? It's got fucking ears. <laughs> Whereas a piece, a fucking hunk of metal. So, mm, how, how charismatic is this hunk of fucking metal? <laughs> Judge, you know what? Not only did the Hydra have ears, I had fucking ten of them. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. No. Okay. <laughs> I get to roll with advantage against the Banishing Arrow because these have resistance. So... 52. Okay. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing anyway, so that's okay. What's the... 11. Uh, Okay, the save is 11. It has a minus 3 to this. Nice. So advantage, but But for what? Minus 3, yeah. (laughs) So that's 14. Or seven. AJ, you you're, you can just about make out the automaton, but even with its size, you're aiming for a core that is, you're hitting a, a, an, an egg at the end of a racetrack. You've taken shots like these before, and you know how it goes. And there is an element of luck in this. And as you draw the arrow and you focus on the magical energy around it, you pull something from deeper within you uh that that sort of pool of magic that sort of sits there in like a dark cave you conjure it you let the arrow fly and immediately there is a flash of light around you as a spectral shield now hovers within range of you granting you a plus two ac bonus and giving you immunity to magic missile the magic surges out of you as the spectral shield forms as ivan and fia race towards it the arrow kind of just whizzes straight past uh, Fia's head and you feel that rush and you feel the magic second after it, Fia. It strikes into the core of the creature. It hits, but the automaton is still standing. Uh, The guards see the arrow sticking at it uh, and see that you shot it and are like, there, we're idiots, there. Bolstered by you taking that shot, they are going to try and aim for the same spot. (laughs) <laughs> and miss with the six their weapons aren't quite enough to puncture uh, that protective layer around the core Hephaesta I'm just going to throw another witch bolt at it. not witch bolt sorry fire bolt at it uh, so that is 23 to hit and another 8 damage with a fire bolt 
conjuring from the flames around you, you focus and hurl another roaring bolt of fire. Uh, this time it strikes uh, the Tarek automaton right in the back. The arrow that AJ hit now catches fire as well. So there is now a flaming, flaming arrow. arrow pointing uh, here, right here. <laughs> bonus action. No, I'll hold on to things. I don't trust you to not have another horrible, okay. sneaky so secret coming. It's only got the two, the three guards in front of it, uh, and a seven is not going to hit, but a 23 will. Robert goes down. The first, it swipes, and the guards kind of get in the way of Robert to kind of defend him, uh, kind of half stumbling over each other to block it. They leave uh, a gap, and the automaton just lunges with its uh, blade. It catches Robert straight in the stomach. Ivan. Again, I'm just going to run in two attacks and hope for the best. Oh, natural 20. Yes. And an unnatural 20. Okay. Uh-huh. And are you, I assume you're going for the flaming arrow of... Signal. I suppose. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so 11 plus 8, that's 19 piercing damage. And then 10 radiant damage. Am I doing full damage then for the one hit with the Divine Spy on it? I mean, you can. I will. I'll tell you what, actually, yeah, go, go for it. Uh, okay, so that's... 2d4s and 2d8s. Okay. So, and then of radiant damage, so that's, what's that? 24. 24. Another 24 radiant damage, and then another... 32. 32 of piercing. Um, so, uh, no, tw- 24 of the radiant, and then I was adding piercing. an 8 to the piercing. Yeah. So, if, it's, if, if radiant's only doing it, then it's 24. It's not a case of you just obliterate the automaton. You lunge, and you see AJ's arrow, and you... He's doing something. Like he, he, if he was trying to hit it, he'd have gone for something else. He's clearly trying to shoot at something in it, and you don't quite know. You trust him, right where the arrow has half of it's buried with inside the this mess of tubes and and leather, and you just jab, and you feel it crack, and immediately there is a surge of magic, a really powerful surge, and you push and the magic is enveloped by your attack as you draw the explosion into your rapier. Ooh. The automaton collapses in a heap without exploding. Ooh, nice. Magic weapon. Magic weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah! <laughs> For 72 hours, you will do you will do the additional D6 of damage with this rapier magical damage quick find someone else to fight 72 hours is not that long (laughs) there is a sigh of relief from the two guards who are cradling robert as via kind of you run in on top of the others all around you guards that were trying to help uh, put out fires get people away were kind of watching there's just kind of a, a clap and it gets louder and then there's cheering People who are injured, people who are frightened and terrified, people who are cowering kind of come out and they are just roaring for Via, Ivan, Hephaesta, AJ. They're roaring for the city of Galeshire, the city that conquered a Dracohydra. The guards are kind of helping to gather up any of the remaining survivors. What are the four of you doing? I think in my mind, because it's all happened so quick, I look back at AJ because, you know, he was under rubble previously and I go back over to him and wrap an arm around him to give him support, basically, just if he was injured or that. 
As you walk over to AJ, you see that he's collapsed to his knees and is just quietly sobbing, trying not to look at the sample around him. But when he feels you approach, he stands up, wipes the dusty tears from his eyes and says, will you be my date to the King's Ball? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cool, 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 cool. And I just, I give him the support so he can lean on me then. Who looks the worst? Probably AJ. Put a hand on on his shoulder and I'll do a lay on hands and give him 20, 20 HP back. Oh my God. I think Hephaestus just kind of shuffles up, but she's not really saying anything or reacting to much of anything. She's just here. While we're all gathered, and I have my arm around AJ, the note that fell out for Fia from his thing, can I sleight of hand it back to where I found it? Yeah. Uh, give me a sleight of hand check. That uh, one, you accidentally pull his pants Everybody's down. <laughs> passive perception. 16. 14. 11. <laughs> 23. Okay. None of you, no, no one notices you. People are now kind of climbing down out of the, the seats, just sort of barreling towards you. More of the Galechar city guards are coming in to help take away anyone that's injured, uh, help continue to look for people that might have been buried or trapped. It is, it is just a lot of people that almost crush towards you. And there is just... <clears throat> and the crowd kind of begins to kind of part as a figure short weaves through them with authority and standing before the four of you is Sebastian well done you find yourselves triumphantly saving the sample his majesty several of his senior ministers the city owes you a debt of thanks fuck off Sebastian Hephaestus perks up a little bit (laughs) not now just give us a moment and please fuck right off there's just silence in the crowd and you feel Sebastian's eyes just kind of fix on you I fix mine back with the glow of true sight and say I see you give me a perception check at disadvantage Ooh. 18 nice <laughs> The other was a natural 20. (laughs) Here in front of you, the blur, the size, the shadow, the movements, all of it. You see all of it. And his eyes don't shift from you as you look at him. There's a carriage outside to bring you back to the palace. Doctors will attend to you. And he moves away. My report will be on the king's table in the morning. And as the crowd kind of parts to let the four of you find your way to your carriage to bring you back to the palace, we'll leave the episode there. You've been 
listening to Romancing the Dungeon with Amber, Sam, Louise, Ben and me, Declan, your Dungeon Master. We are back in two weeks time and look, I know the joke is the finale, we're going to have the finale, the finale is very soon. We are recording the finale today. If you're listening to this episode as it dropped on November 4th, Louise, Ben, Amber, Sam, Eilish and I are currently sitting in my kitchen recording the finale. So it, it it's on its way. It's on its way. Season two has been long. There's been an awful lot packed into it. All of it insane. All of it completely and totally off the charts and nowhere where I thought the season was going to go. But nonetheless, it has been an adventure and it has been a lot of fun getting to play and then putting it out there for everybody to listen to as well. As always, a big thank you to Ghost of Red Mountain for our theme song, haunted a special thank you to ralph is redacted for our title card and artwork you can find out more about who we are over on our social media channels at da dungeon if you have the time and you are a fan of the show then we would love if you'd leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts we have a brand new show starting live on twitch on november the 6th uh you can check us out for beyond horizon's edge that's it we are very close i promise you we are very very close to the finale it will be here very very soon until then take care stay safe we'll see you in two weeks What did you sneak into his coin purse? <laughs> <laughs>